2: So to kind of move us over a little bit to the discussion of um, the Pride NRG, you know, Brian, what led you to become the co-president of your NRG?
3: Yeah, Brittany, thanks for the question. You know, here uh, here at Humana, uh, I'll admit, I, I wasn't the, the most plugged in. So I, I'll tell you, I signed up for every NRG uh, right upon joining the company. It was something I learned where I worked last at, at McKesson. Uh, help meet our, our NRG. We called them ERGs there. But uh, by being a part, a member of each of the ERGs, I made connections with folks uh, there that, that never would have happened otherwise. Did the same when I came to Humanity, came aboard, uh, but, but I'll admit, didn't take a more active role in, in meeting events or, or beyond just, just joining uh, some of the meetings and, and, and watching the comms. Uh, so it was really a connection with Eric Aker, who's a, now an outgoing uh, co president here, uh, where he reached out and said, Hey, you know, I've, I've been. Co-president here, it'd be neat if you were interested. I'm, I'm moving out after my term, if you were if you were curious. I would love for you to talk to some of the folks. So talk to Lynn Baker, uh, talk to Tyson and our diversity and inclusion team, talk to our executive sponsors, uh, Amy Fry and, and Kathy Driscoll. Uh, and, and had great conversations with each. Uh, really learned about their passion for uh, the the NRG, uh, for, for how they've been involved, for the impact we've been able to have. Uh, on on member experience and associate experience alike. And just the journey of the NRG was really compelling. Uh, so it seemed like a, a neat opportunity. It, it dovetailed with just some of my my skills and energy I could bring forward. Uh, and so it seemed like the, the right opportunity at the right time. So it was really only just a couple of months ago, I came aboard here. And and, uh, and again, Lynn, Lynn's been absolutely tremendous uh, to get to work and partner with here. Uh, so I, I, I'm quite confident here that it was a uh, the right right hop and uh, and I'll tell you I'm just humbled and happy to be able to serve in this this particular capacity for the NRG and what is a neat time and inflection point to build on some of the tremendous success the NRG has had to date. All
2: right, perfect. And Lynn, can you kind of share what what led you to become a co-president?
4: Certainly, uh, it was a it became a personal development goal for me. Uh, I started organizing and helping with. Cincinnati's local planning for the Pride Parade, and at the time there really wasn't a national NRG for Pride, so there were a lot of communities that were organizing locally, and then uh, so I provided support for that team in Cincinnati, but then as the NRG became broader in scope and really bringing all of those teams and all of the cities together, I decided part of my personal development that I wanted to become more involved and to look for opportunities for a leadership role. Most of my roles at Humana have been in as an individual contributor. So in order to get some leadership experience, project management experience, and, and you know exercise some of those muscles that my day job doesn't really use, I wanted to find a path within the NRG. So I started by uh, leading a committee. And then from two years of leading a committee, decided I wanted to take the next step and decide what would be best there. And the timing worked out perfectly and the opportunity of a co-president role was becoming available. So I met with our leaders as well as the executive sponsors to learn more about that and really what that would demand of my skills and what skills that would help
1: me to build. Awesome. So, I, I like how you
2: identified the different things that you can learn in these energy opportunities. And I know that they are stretch opportunities, but for a lot of us, there are certain skills that we're not going to get in our day-to-day role, and that's where the energy really helps to grow grow us professionally. So, I appreciate that you brought that out. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about pride. As an NRG, and if, we would just love to hear more about, you know, what it stands for. How do people get involved, and, and really just anything else you want to share?
4: Absolutely. Well, our our mission is re- is continuing Humana's efforts to shape the healthcare ecosystem that helps our LGBTQ plus members achieve their best health, as well as fostering a culture that's inclusive for Humana's LGBTQ plus associates. And I, I think that that is a lot of words, but what it boils down to is that we do have a really invested focus on our members as our customers, but also um, our associates here at Humana. So, there are projects where we are working to improve the systems and tools that we use to ensure that they support our LGBTQ members. Um, Then there's also work that we do in the communities uh, involved with organizations like SAGE, which is a senior LGBTQ advocacy group, Um, also GLAMA, which is a clinician organization for LGBTQ LGBTQ plus providers uh, who identify that way themselves, but also who support patients who identify as LGBTQ plus and then also on continued growth and development for um, employees here at Humana and ensuring that our associates have a, a place where they know they can show up as their whole self and that they can participate and engage in, in ways through the PRIDE organization that, again, maybe their, their day job doesn't offer. Awesome. Anything else to add, Brian?
3: You know, Lynn did an amazing job covering uh, what's what's underway. The one thing I'd, I'd point out, as, as kind of a newer joiner to the the NRG myself, is that one of the impressive elements is just the milestones that the, the NRG has played a, a key role in humanity achieving along the way. Um, improvements, for example, in our uh, HRC scores, uh, the Human Resource, uh, Human Rights Campaign uh, puts out uh, scores for corporations year over year, and since 2014. Uh, Humana has been able to score uh, at a top score of 100 every year, uh, and in large part influence and support. There's a lot of folks that, that, that certainly not just an NRG win there, a lot of folks uh, that work very hard to, to make sure that happens. But uh, just a lot, of, uh, a lot of neat milestones, gender-neutral bathrooms, another one added to Humana campuses in 2015. So I think there's, there's some neat impact just over the years in uh, and, and some of these LGBTQ milestones that have been supported uh, by the NRG uh, and the, the work that you, you've heard from Lynn.
1: I'm going to pick up from there and uh, some other questions that we don't have specifically on here, but still it speaks about pride and, and, you know, how can one be an ally and what does it mean to be an advocate, an ally and an advocate? How can one be one for pride? And Brian, please, I'll start with you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's neat about that question is we actually just had a session recently here uh, with Jeannie Gainsburg who wrote a, a book called The Savvy Ally, A Guide for Becoming a Skilled LGBTQ Plus Advocate. So while I, I can't attest to necessarily being an expert on, uh, on the, the difference between ally and advocate, I'll, I'll tell you. What, what comes to mind uh, certainly for me as a, as a member of the, the community, and uh, and would uh, like to think an ally myself of, 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 of other, uh, other communities, uh, is the, you know, certainly it it all starts with uh, intentionality and, and a, a proactive desire to, to support, uh, to understand, to listen. Uh, and so I do think that uh, that, that ally mindset where you, you start is there. The idea of saying, you know what, I, I care about uh, this community. I care about these people that I know, that I work alongside. Uh, these folks may be a part of your family. Uh, so beginning there I think is key. Where I, I go from there, folks, around allyship, uh, is then uh, making that, uh, as you take those proactive steps to learn and listen, uh, is to make, make an effort to, to learn uh, the, the language to use, how to, how to be supportive uh how to i'd say oftentimes a, a step in becoming an ally is a little bit of fearfulness around saying the wrong thing or or mm-hmm. your intentions may be good but you you haven't you, you don't fully understand uh, all of the letters in an acronym or uh, exactly what to say and, and that's okay right that the the intention to educate yourself seeking out resources having those candid open conversations with folks uh, is a great place to start and that is what active allyship looks like and then it also looks like being an ally when members of the community you're an ally of are not in the room right sure. uh, for ensuring that you're you're opening space at the table for ensuring that you're allowing for diverse voices uh in in settings uh i think is another key key piece of just very active allyship It holds uh, certainly a, to be an ally of the lgbtq community as much as it does uh, of other diverse communities as well
1: and thank you for that answer and and no i appreciate that and you know and i know just recently and i'm an, and i want you to answer as well lynn but um and with brian speaking of the lgbtq plus and i know you said that too uh, if you wouldn't mind as part of your answers being you know with the question of ally and advocate can you help us know what the plus stands for i know what it is but i want to i want to hear Um, because it recently has, or I thought it just recently came about the plus on the end of the LGBTQ plus. Can you help me with that?
4: So, there are a a lot of letters that follow or that are inclusive of the plus Um, as our our speaker event that we had in mid-October spoke to this and how the letters had grown and how for them the plus just became a part of what would fit on their branding information that they Mm -hmm. didn't want uh, to give the idea that collapsing those identities into a plus uh, diminished their contribution to the community or their role in the community, that it just became um, how to include with uh, fitting everything on the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond uh, the Q, and so Q is sometimes, it, and it can vary depending on the person you ask. Um, it can be queer or questioning. I is intersex. A is generally asexual. Uh, so there are, those are some of the letters that follow the, the LGBT that you hear more often, uh, but there's so many resources online that can go into the specifics um, because it can extend as far out as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, pansexual, so there are a, a lot of um, identities that are encompassed in in the plus. So certainly worth going out to learn more about all that is included there. Also a, a shameless plug for uh, Go slash Ally Toolkit is a, a great resource that some of our uh, leaders and members of our committees and pride put together to help answer a, a lot of those questions.
1: And I appreciate that. And I knew that there were some answers in there and that's where I actually uh, referred to uh, went to those resources to have a better understanding. So thank you for pointing that out. Yes, and
2: I just wanna say, I'm so appreciative of the Ally Toolkit as well. Um, I actually had somebody um, come out as trans in my life and I was like, I was so excited. I'm like, how can I be there for them? How can I show up? What is it that I can do? So I, I definitely went to Ally Toolkit and read through it and just expressed my genuine happiness and support I'm here for you. Let me know how I can show up for you. And, Brian, I really love that you kind of also gave allyship um, an action item as to moving into being an advocate is whenever you're actively speaking up for for this this group and this population, even when they're outside of the room. So, I want to ask both of you what are some ways that we can be more involved as associates and help support our LGBTQ plus friends? Do you have any advice or action items to share with us? And Lynn or Brian, whoever would like to go.
4: I um, I think that's a, a great question. And the, the way that I always think about it is, To having that awareness is the best place to start. And thinking the way I position myself, at least when I think about any marginalized community or people who I want to support, I always try to think, where do they need me? Do they need me behind them? Do they need me next to them? Or do they need me possibly in front of them and maybe shielding them from, from something that's happening? So the, the way I think about where I can get involved and how to be an ally to anyone is ensuring that uh, I'm, I'm reading the need from them and then placing myself in, in the space where they need me to provide any support.
2: Wonderful. I love that, that yeah. answer and it helped kind of like read the situation and knowing to come from curious. Brian, do you have anything you'd like to add?
3: Yeah, Lynn's answer is great. It, that idea of, of kind of letting, letting it be driven by the need, uh, I think is, is absolutely key. You know, I think they're a uh, other ways to, to be, be an ally, certainly, you know, we, I, obviously the obvious one here is to join the Pride NRG, uh, you know, get, get plugged in. Uh, so, of course, that's an, that's an easy one. You know, I think uh, to, 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 to build on that again, too, you know, I think it, I mentioned it earlier, you called it out again, that idea of when, when the, the individual is not in the room. I think, you know, another way that we can all be, be strong allies is calling out uh, discriminations, prejudices, biases when we see them. Uh, you know, it can be uncomfortable uh, in settings uh, to 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 recognize, to call out someone who maybe makes a remark or has a joke at the expense uh, of, of someone who's LGBTQ, but uh, being able to, to stand up for that individual, even if they're not right there next to you, uh, makes a big difference. It makes a difference in our communities. It makes a difference uh, in the lives of those uh, around you because each of us, certainly uh, with our coworkers, our families, our friends, uh, we're respected. Uh, our opinions are respected, uh, and uh, and being able to speak up using your voice uh, to help uh, help shape and to help help folks sometimes challenge to some of their own biases, uh, even when uncomfortable. I think is just another key key element of of being both an ally and just and a friend.
2: All right, and I'm definitely going to give another plug here again to the Ally Toolkit. It is, it is available at go slash Ally Toolkit. And it is for all of our NRGs are represented and had, a, had an input into this toolkit. And let me say, I, I revisit it and I feel like I'm continually learning something new or a different way that I can think about something. Um, and it's all about kind of just being a little bit uncomfortable because you're not gonna know everything. And just warming up to that idea and just realizing you can only ask questions and be there for others. And, and again, just come from curious. Um, so, as we're winding down our time together, Lynn or Brian, is there any question that, you know, we maybe missed that you'd like to cover or share about?
3: You, you know, I appreciate that question. I was racking my brain through to think if there was something that we didn't cover off on, and, and I appreciate the breadth of what you asked. I think we've got some, some great information out there, and I uh, feel like I was able to, to, to speak to a, a lot of uh, the, the good that uh, this NRG team's putting forward uh and the opportunities we have here at humana so i just i appreciate the questions uh nothing missed from my side
4: No, I I, I would agree. I definitely appreciate all of the the questions about our careers, how we landed where we have, uh, but also about the energy and and allyship and how we can uh, be there to continue to support each other and continue to provide perspective and and insight for for spaces where we may not always operate. So the the continual learning speaks to me.
1: Well, and I want to add this personal uh, personal note to it, and it was interesting, I'm so glad how we have actually, uh, you know, that there are these resources out there to learn and to know a little bit more, and I had uh, my class reunion, not going to say which one, last year before all the <laughs> happened, we're not going to go down that road, and uh, my brother, my brother is um, a homosexual, and I had a classmate come to me, and, um, and I, now my brother Tony was discovering himself, back uh, these years back. And um, I had a classmate uh, approach me and said, you know, Carmen, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I've, when I put you in um, any uncomfortable situations or your brother Tony because of his lifestyle. And I just want after all these years to tell you that I'm sorry if I ever offended you or your brother because I've learned so much and we know so much more and I'm thankful to have um, learn more and have more of an open mind. So it takes these type of resources and these learnings, and and to to know that uh, we you don't know what you don't know. And th- that many years back, it was just it was just a different situation. And um, so thank you all for providing resources to everyone, so we can all learn and appreciate and love everybody.
4: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank
3: you.
2: Amen to that. And then one of our uh, previous episodes we shared, um, Ted Lasso was a great show. So I will give my own personal plug for Schitt's Creek. Um, it is a fantastic show. Jean and Daniel Levy um, it has really spoken to the LGBTQ plus um, community. They have a really nice 30 minute documentary on Netflix about the show as well. Um, David does this really wonderful analogy about, um, you know, a wine label, just just because it has a different label doesn't change the fact that it like, it's wine um, and something along those lines. And my sincere apologies if I butchered it, but it's a fantastic show. And um, I'll try to include that clip uh, from YouTube so we can put it in the show notes so you can get the full effect of it. Um, but again, thank you so much, Lynn and Brian, for joining us today. It has been an absolute treat for all of us. And we hope everyone has a fantastic week. We'll catch you in our next episode. Thanks, listeners.
1: And that's it for this
0: episode. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our humanist stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this humana life.
1: Until next time, be intentional,
0: stay curious, and inspire others.